You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time. Thank you for this moment. Oh, you're just an amazing God, that there's always a way that even though we're miles apart in different places, someone driving, someone in our homes, someone out of the country, but there is one thing that we all want to have in common, Jehovah God, that we love you, we honor you, we want to be close to you, we want to know you more, we want to receive your blessings, receive your truth and also to spread the truth. So Heavenly Father, right now, we just ask that you bless your message today. I pray you pour in your Holy Spirit in me, through me, and be the mouthpiece for you. And let your thoughts, your word, just flow right through me, Heavenly Father. I thank you for this time. I thank you for this moment. And I thank you for the joy that we all feel that we're coming together in your name in your presence humbly honoring you knowing that we cannot be without you so heavenly father we thank you we're excited for your word we're happy to be here and thank you that you're going to open our hearts our mind our soul to receive just receive and help us just put the worries of today put all our personal thoughts and and concern just be the back burner and just be in the moment with you right now. Be in your presence just to receive and to hear and to meditate in your words. So thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this time. And we give you all the praise and glory only through your son, our king, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. The message for today was actually inspired by our Life Connect group, um, Connect Group topic, Forgiveness. And when we had the topic on forgiveness, that's when I started thinking about what is forgiveness, all the good things about the word. Because when, when something is not a focus, you don't quite think about it. Like, I know the word forgiveness, but it's, it's a good inspired motivation to actually be still and think about what it really means. So before I, I talk about forgiveness, um, I just wanted to start with the principle of reciprocity. It's never changing. It's just is like cause and effect. Even Matrix talks about it. Um, night and day, hot and cold, love, hate, tears and laughter. And I wanted to talk about these principles of the reciprocity because with forgiveness, I'm gonna talk about that forgiveness comes with receiving. And it's very interesting, right? Forgiving and receiving. So the title for today's message is, life is a two-way street, y'all. Life is a two-way street. 
It's forgiving and receiving. But first, what is forgiveness? Um, I wish I can read you guys' mind so I can share what you guys' thoughts are. Uh, but I'm going to share mine. Uh, so when I, when I hear the word forgiveness, the first thing comes in my mind. When I hear forgiveness, I hear releasing someone. I release you from my wrath because I can ret retaliate. So for me, forgiveness is releasing. That's in, in forgiveness is sometimes I think I forgive you, but I can't forget. I don't give you the punishment that you deserve. That's kind of like how I feel forgiveness in a sense. So it's like letting go, right? Another part that's also common is why is it hard to forgive? One, it's hard to forgive others. But I think what's even more challenging is it's hard to forgive ourselves. So let me share my, <laughs> let me share my, my thoughts on why personally I think it's hard to forgive for me, I'll start with forgiving others. Um, my older version of me, it's hard to forgive someone because if I forgive them, it invalidates my hurt. It's like it's like it's hard to forgive someone because I'm hurt. So if I give if I forgive you, then what's what what happens then to the hurt I have? So now I'm just the only one suffering. But in my, in my mind, then it's like, but you should be suffering because you inflicted the pain in me. So I think that's one of the reasons why it's hard to forgive because you're letting them go of your, your, you're releasing them from your pain. So that's one hard part about forgiving others is our, our pain is invalidated. <laughs> it's voided. Our pain is voided. And, and for us, that's kind of hard to 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 uh, receive you know um another thing is why is it hard to forgive ourselves it's hard to forgive ourselves because when we make an error small or big we feel like we deserve the pain because that's the consequence of our mistake we need to feel the pain to 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 know that we're paying the mistake that we did so that's why it's hard to forgive ourselves. Why is it that that's our thought process? Because of our programming. And I'll give an example. Growing up. <laughs> Growing up, there's always a sense of like, if you do good, you are rewarded. If you do bad, you're punished. That's at home. At school, very similar. If you failed, you don't pass. That we're trained to receive pain. Oh my gosh. But in reality, it's the opposite. God wants us the opposite. And I think that's what the beauty of the topic today of forgiveness, because it's really opposite of what we've been taught, what we've been trained growing up. And that is not surprising because Satan's job is to lie. Satan's job is to deceive the whole earth. So if he's deceiving us, we're not living what God wants us to live, which is abundantly peaceful, loving, and all these wonderful things. Here's a story, and I, and I invite you to just kind of imagine with me. We all familiar with the vase. This vase, this vase is very valuable. It has, there's it's like one of those priceless kind of piece of work, piece of art, right? And now imagine yourself as a child. I know every, every root of our trauma comes from childhood. 
you accidentally broke the vase. Okay. Of course, you, your, your heart as a kid probably just dropped and just at awe and shocked. And probably in that moment when that vase falls down the ground and hit the cracking noise, you just probably felt the chill and just that the cold feeling of like, oh, shoot, I'm in trouble. So then your mom or your dad comes to you. And this is the first reaction. Unbelief. Like, you know, when, when something just happens, you, you look at it and, and all you can think about is the loss. And immediately anger, anger creeps in. You know how, how important that is? That came from our family. Now it's broken. Look what, have you, look what you've done. Now imagine, imagine you hearing those angry, and my angry is not really angry. I'm sure it's a lot more elevated if it's in the moment, but for the sake of story. And I'm sure for me as a child, you would, you would feel like, like the world ends. As a child, all you know is that moment. You don't know the importance of value of history. You don't know the importance of time put in. As a child, all you know is in that moment. And when you feel hurt that you disappointed your mom or dad, and then you're also hurt that you got screamed at, and all you can feel is a negative, negativity and anger. So now what happens? There's going to be that sense of like fear. Shoot, I don't want this to happen again. So now you're going to be paranoid, walking on eggshells. So to make sure that it doesn't happen, because there's so much pain and hurt that feel that that moment, right? And then how would I feel at the five year old? Like, shoot, my mom got angry at me. And then suddenly there's a negative feeling that you carry on, that I carry on, that we carry on as, as, as time move forward, right? So that's one scenario. That's our typical scenario that we can all relate and we've all done at some point, not, maybe not necessarily a vase. It could be a phone dropping or breaking, could be anything that we value that our loved ones, uh, something happened. But the other scenario is this, and I think this is, where, where really forgiveness come into place. But just the, just the idea of it. The other scenario is your mom or dad sees that happen. First thing, first thing you, your mom and dad asks is, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you hurt? Do you have any cuts? You know, your mom, your dad will visually check you just to make sure that, oh, don't step, don't move, you know? So you don't step on a broken glass or, 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 or anything sharp thing. There's a protection. And then after that, there's a sense of like, for you, you're like, okay, my mom, is, my mom or dad is not angry. Okay, checked on me. Okay, good. And then as an adult, you know the feeling of a child. So the first thing the mom or dad do is, help the child relax and then my mom holds me on my shoulder and goes it's okay the most important thing is you're fine that's what's important I, what happened now there's a questioning there's now there's communication what happened now you have a chance to voice now we have a chance to say you know what mom or dad i accidentally didn't mean to, 
but I felt bad. I broke it, but I didn't mean to. And then you have the assurance from your mom or dad to say, no, it's okay. Yes, yes, you've heard me talk about how valuable this vase is. That is the family that's been passed on. I understand that you know how this is important to me. Of course, I don't feel good. It's, it's gone, but I know it's an accident and you didn't mean to. And what's important to me is your, that you're okay, you're not hurt, and you're not feeling bad anymore because it was an accident. So these are, these are the, the, again, the two situations of life. It's always a positive reaction, respond, or a negative reaction or respond. Okay, so now here is where for, forgiveness of the idea of forgiveness comes in. Okay, and, and I think this is the beautiful part. Your mom or dad forgave you. Like, don't worry about it. God, it, it. They let go of that moment, that situation. And, they, and as a mom or dad, what they want you to receive is just peace. Like, you don't have to think about it anymore because your parent says it's okay. Now imagine if you're the mom or dad, already forgiven your kid, but your kid decide to keep rolling that image of pain and hurt and the importance of the, of the vase just constantly playing in their mind and torturing themselves. Even though as a parent, you've already said, it's okay, I've let go, no worries, all good. Isn't that frustrating? That's frustrating, right? So that's where the child, the, when we repeat the mistake that we do, and when someone already released us from that, from, the, from that pain, or it's already forgiven us, that's where we need to self-forgive. Because then it's our, our, our duty or obligation to now let go. Because you would feel bad to a friend that still simmering on that pain that you've already let go because you want them to feel relieved, peace, right? And here's the next level of that vase. And this is what I appreciate the most. Now let's replace the characters that we are the kid and the vase is Jesus. And our parent is our God, our heavenly God. And I love this illustration. We broke the vase. We sinned, our, our inherited sin. And, and our Heavenly Father says, no, I gave my son for you because you're important to me. So what do you think our, our Heavenly Father wants us to feel? Peace. Let go of our mistakes. Let go of our emotions. Let go of that neg neg negative. It's history. And that's the past. And I encourage all of us that any mistakes, heavy, small or big, mistake is now in the past. It's a history. We can look back to learn from it, but it's, it's not in our present. The past is the past. Let's accept now, and that now is the forgiveness 
And that goes for all of us. When we receive forgiveness, when we give forgiveness, right? So that's the story. But here, here is the interesting part. And I, I never looked at this before till recently. I didn't see this before, but I want to share with you what I see now. Four, give. And, and for me, it mind boggled me. It's like four, give. If I break those two words, it's four, give. Two, give. Two, give. But for me, my head is like confused because when I, because when, because when I hear the word forgiveness, it's, it's relieving them, but it's not really relieving them. It's, it's me giving them. See, and the, and the Latin for it is perdonare. And the breakdown is, by the way, this is inspired by Stephen because I know he likes to break down the root word of the words. Uh, so I was like, oh, this is good. Let me just, let me just see what forgive is the root word from it in Latin. So per means thoroughly. And donare means to give, like perdon, like donate, like donate, give, per is through. So forgive means thoroughly to give. And I'm like, what does to give means from relief, uh, forgiving? The, the thing that we give thoroughly is peace. You know the peace that surpasses understanding? If you fully give, there's nothing on you. There's nothing left in you. So you just really gave. And you're giving for their peace. Right? You're giving their peace. Okay, now the receiving part. The receiving part, the, the root word for receive. And, I, and that's why I wanted to show that life is a two-way street. It's forgiving and receiving. And in everything we do, it's forgiving and receiving. So receiving in a root word is re means back and capere means take, okay? Okay, the word take sometimes has a negative connotation, like it's selfish, I'm taking, take, 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 like it's selfish, right? But the word is back and take. Okay, so when, when, a, when somebody pass a ball to someone, they receive the ball, right? So something came back to them that they have to take. Okay, so here's a beautiful thing. What we're also taking back, like what we back take, I know I have to use back take so it's not selfish because we have to, we have to hold on to something before we can take, okay, back take. And what we back take when we forgive is what we also give. I know, I know, I, I hope it's, it's making sense, y'all. So you're giving peace completely because in return you're receiving peace and you know the saying there's happiness in giving than in receiving because you initiate the giving of the peace because you know you're going to give it back so now every time i think of forgiving i'm giving peace to others and as, and in return because there's a principle of reciprocity is in return, I receive peace because I decide, I have to decide to back take it because it, it doesn't automatically comes in me. I have to decide and physically hold and take it. 
So we also have to be willing to receive. So forgiveness is also willingness in both parties. That's why it says forgive others. So God forgives you. And here's the cool part. Our heavenly father, when he forgave us, he felt joy. He was happy. He's happy forgiving us. Because remember, there's happiness in giving. So the more he forgave, the more he became happy. And, and trusting that, you know, God will do the rest. And knowing, knowing that there is receiving in the process. And you have to decide to willingly back take that same peace that you give out. And I love how the scripture talks about you are measured by how you're measuring others. So if you see people's kindness, they'll see your kindness. If you see the goodness in people, they'll see the goodness in you. If you speak truth, people will be truthful to you. And let me just share with you guys the verse because one is coming out of my mouth. And of course, it's different when it's, it's coming from, our, from his scripture, his word. In Philippians 4, 7 to 9, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is, is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things. And I love the verse nine. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. So here's the cool thing. God tells us he, he doesn't have any secrets. He tells us everything. He tells us how to have a good life. He tells us when... When, when we're in pain, he tells us how to solve our challenges. And what he's saying is, whatever you learn, whatever you receive, whatever you heard, whatever you've seen, just put it into practice. And practice makes confidence. That's Fox's quote. Practice makes confidence, not perfect. Practice makes confidence. And here is, and, and here is how we're going to honor that privilege to be able to forgive and be forgiven. And Matthew 26, verse 28. And the sin that we're talking about here is the inherited sin that we receive from our forefathers from Adam, the original sin, right? So it says here, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. We are forgiven of our original sin because of his blood. And that's how we know. We just know because his word, his word is true. Matthew 6 Verse 14 to 15, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, and this is the sin of us imperfect people, okay? When I accidentally hurt you, I lied to you, or I did something wrong, that kind of sin. Like I, our, everyday, um, uh, our everyday mistakes, okay? So it says, for if you forgive others, other people when they, they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you don't, do not forgive others their sin, your father will not forgive your sin. Remember, the, the forgiving and receiving, in, in order to receive, first you got to give. So we are encouraged to give first. It's, we're encouraged to forgive first. 
We're encouraged to give peace first. And then here's the beautiful part. There is forgive and forget. And this is the verse. And that's something that we're also going to work on, you know, and we forgive and forget because sometimes the pain is, 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 it's hard, it's challenging, but it's doable. It's doable with the help of the spirit, right? With the help of God. So Hebrews 8.12, for I will be merciful toward their inequities and I will remember their sins no more. That was spoken in the Old Testament and it was quoted and repeated again in the Hebrew. And remember, God doesn't change. That's what he said. I will be merciful. I will be loving. I will remember their sin no more because of his son, the blood of the son, right? So here's, 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 now we're closing in to, uh, to this whole two-way street of life of forgiving and receiving. If you do me wrong once, okay, cool. I forgive you, right? You do me wrong twice. Oh, shoot. I believe the second people have a second chance. All right. I'll forgive you again because I love you. I forgive you the third time. That's to say that you can't fool me once or twice, but you can't do it three times. And then you're like three times. No more. No more. No more. That's it. No more. No more. No. I'm not accepting it anymore because now you're being intentional. You're, you're deliberately hurting me. You're deliberately intentionally lying to me left and right to my face and not, not, you know, disobeying me with all the reasons. Right. But here is the verse that got me, got me on check. And this put a smile on my face and it's on Matthew 18, 21, 22. And what's cool is Peter. You know Peter, right? Peter is, oh, man, he, he did the biggest error ever. Denied Jesus three times. So shame, so much in shame and guilt. So much at the bottom, like the worst of the worst of what you could do to a person, especially to Jesus. So this is what's nice. He's the one that, he's even the person that asked. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times? Shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Earlier, I just said three for me, right? Peter is nicer. He said seven. Seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Wow. What a humbling experience to forgive anyone in our lives 77 times, right? 77 times, what? How can I do that? I, I, it's, like, it's like being wrong for 77 times of the same person. I feel so unjust, so much injustice here, but it's so challenging, right? Even this one, I'm working hard on this. Right? How can I forgive 70? How can I completely give my peace 77 times? How can I? Okay, remember, the scripture has the answers. Remember when he, he, was, he did the three times he was in shame, but then Jesus knew, he said, when you get back on your, when you get back on your senses, strengthen your brothers. He didn't stay in shame. 
he got out of it. He decided to get out of it and, and, and build up his brothers. And this is what it says, Acts 2.38. And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We cannot do it on our own, but heck yeah, we can do it with the Holy Spirit. We can forgive 77 more times. And maybe, maybe it's the 75th time that that person will receive a spiritual breakthrough. Maybe it's not the third time that, that we forgive. Maybe it's the 78th time for anyone that we love will have a spiritual breakthrough at some point because we did not give up, that we just completely give our peace and let God, let God do the rest. Okay, now we, un we understand the, 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 letting, the, the completely giving and in giving, there is the back taking. But how do we know if we've forgiven? Because right? sometimes our mind and our heart and our spirit kind of like battle it out. Kind of like a, a spirit off, like a dance off. <laughs> so how do we know if we've forgiven others and we've forgiven ourselves? And, and I love how um, I, I shared, I've asked this with, with, Anna, with Anna, and and her response is like, you get to laugh again. You get to smile again. So if you notice, the fruit of forgiveness is the, all the good things in life that God wants us to experience. The joy, the peace, the laughter, the memories, the, the looking at the person again in their eyes and feeling love and not guilt and not shame. And that looking someone or your friend your brothers, your sister, looking at them in peace, that knowing that you, what you want to just give is love. That's, that's what forgiveness looks like, that we can walk in every day of our life with, with, with lightness, you know? And, and that's, that's what God wants us to live, life, light. Light, not heavy. So, so I, I invite all of us to, to like reflect where are the areas that I have unforgiveness in? Who do I need to forgive? Actually, who do I need to give completely to? So then I can backtake what I give out. So I can have more peace. I can have more joy. In, in doing that, they also have peace. They also have joy. So it's a win-win situation. So in what areas? And I, I also challenge us in ourselves. What do I need to give to thoroughly, completely give to me? What areas are those? It could be a lot of things. It could be the small things. It could be the big things. And what, what matters is, again, not the past. It's history. What matters is what we do today. Because I love the, I love one of the things that helps me when I feel like, and forgiving myself, or when I when I have a challenge when I can't give to myself, is I remember 
the guy next to next to Jesus before he died on the on the stake on the cross, he this guy is like there for a reason. He was getting crucified for his sins, for his um, disobedience of the law, all the crazies, right? But then he just looked at Jesus and said, "Can you have a place for me?" In that moment, Jesus said, "Yes, yes, you have a place with me." with my father yes yes in that moment so i believe i know i have faith and 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 i believe that now anything can happen now anything can change now is the best moment in our spiritual walk in our beliefs in our minds in our hearts today we we can choose to completely give because we choose to also completely backtake. So I hope, I hope that, oh, I just get, I, I just get excited. And I hope I can, I've relayed, because there's so much I want to speak more on this, but I know it's just, I just had to like get it in as, as much as, as we can. But I just want to say thank you all. Uh, thank you all for being with me. And again, life, life, if life is a two-way street and it's, it's always forgiving and receiving. And, and, and every time we have a challenge for giving someone, let's think of the vase that we accidentally did. If, if we are forgiven, others feel the same peace. And I hope that that helps us to understand the benefit of, of forgiveness, not just for others, but also for ourselves and how we can honor Jesus' blood for our sin. And um, for whoever is watching and being with us right now, I believe there's always a reason in every moment that you're, you're watching this now or, or you're watching it again or just being in this moment right now with me. There's always a reason. And I just before I want to pray for who, whoever wants to like reconnect with Jesus, wants to decide today. And, and, and if you're ready to, to completely give and to completely let go of control and let God, let me just share this verse, and I hope this will give you encouragement. And this has given me encouragement before I got baptized, and I hope it'll give, give you yours. Because before I felt like I need to be perfect before I can come to God. But you know what? This is the answer again. Scriptures always has the answer. In 1 Peter 3.21 says, and this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also. It says here, not the removal of dirt from your body, but the pledge of a clear conscience toward God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Again, and I love this part, that baptism is not the removal of dirt from your body. It is simply a pledge, a commitment that you're allowing God to clear your conscience, to receive you today and not, not see your history. It's to see you today and not see your past. It's to welcome you now because now we can do something 
So if, if you're ready to receive again or to receive now or to recommit or to pledge, to repledge, pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that you've given us more light, more, more meaning of the blood of Christ, that it really takes away the sins of the world. It takes away my sin. And thank you for the reminder that because of your mercy, that you've forgiven our sins and you don't and you remember them no more. So I thank you that you're giving me a second chance today. You're giving me a fit chance today. Thank you for giving me a 77 chance today, God. Thank you for a new day. That there's a chance, there's there's hope for me that I am saved by the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. So right now, Heavenly Father, I receive, I believe that my sins are forgiven. And I believe that coming to you doesn't mean perfection, doesn't mean that I need to be clean physically, that now I know that just being here in this moment and receiving you is is my heart of willingness to be molded by you, to receive your blessing, to know you more, to have a better life in your care, in your, in your tent of goodness, because you know better. You are my creator. So thank you. Thank you for accepting me. Thank you for calling me your daughter. Thank you for receiving me as your daughter, as your son. Thank you, God. And may I honor your forgiveness by completely giving, forgiving others and to myself. Thank you, God, for who you are. Thank you for what you're doing now in my life and what you're doing and what you're about to do in my life. Thank you, God. I give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Stephen. Close us in prayer, please. Yeah. Hi, everyone. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you for this day. Thank you for the amazing word from Jennifer. Lord, I pray that tonight as we depart and we dismiss, that Father, you would go before us and you would be with us this week. God, we're praying for breakthroughs, freedoms, and opportunities this week, God. May you give us strength to face tomorrow as we know, Lord, that we live with by your glory to glory to glory, strength to strength, Lord. We rely on you. We trust in you, Father, for every person who's here tonight who's needing a touch from heaven, Lord. We pray that you would hear their prayers, hear their hearts, and God, may we have a renewed faith in you that all things are possible. So we thank you, God, for what you're doing. Um, blessed now, Father God, Casey, she's dealing with her family situation. Bring them peace, comfort, joy, and love. And we thank you for everything, God. Bless Jennifer as she's in the Philippines. And may you help her accomplish her mission and her ministry out there, Lord. We bless you now. We give you all glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' precious name, amen, amen, amen. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.